This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. Today we come to rejoice with Jonathan and Kim in the gift of this child. We give thanks to God, the giver of life and the source of all blessing, because Jesus invites the children to come to him. We bring Naomi Kalin to our Savior, praying for his blessing as a sign of the kingdom of God. As parents, um, Jonathan and Kim, you have offered Naomi to the strong and tender providence of God and to the nurture of the church. We also, as members of this congregation, promise to share. And uh, I'm going to turn this off, and I'm going to grab... Does that work? So we also, as members of this congregation, promise to share in Naomi's nurture and support, your efforts in providing a loving and caring home and church family for you. Our prayers will be with you and for you in making your task both joyful and fruitful. Look at her, man. She is just, oh my goodness. So let us hear the gospel concerning Jesus and the children, shall we? People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to touch them, but the disciples turned them away. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, he put his hands on them, and he blessed them. So, Kim and Jonathan, will you as parents, by God's help, dedicate yourselves to the Christian nurture of Naomi, to bring her up in the worship and teaching of the church, that she may come to know Christ as Savior, be baptized, and follow him as Lord, so answer, we will. All right.
So will the congregation please stand? Will you, as members of Community Covenant Church, dedicate yourselves to be faithful to your calling as members of the body of Christ so that Naomi and all other children among you may grow in the knowledge and love of Christ our Savior? So answer, we will. Please be seated. Let's, uh, let's gather around, family, and then you can just put your hands on little Naomi. And because the Lord himself said, let the little children come to me, we offer a Naomi Kalen Odin to the Lord and dedicate her in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for Naomi Father, we pray that she would grow to become a mighty woman of God. Lord, that you would fill her with your Holy Spirit, that her faith and her resolve in following Jesus uh, would be a witness to the world around her. Father, that she would grow and that she would fulfill the purpose to which you created her, to be a woman of God, to love others in Jesus' name. And, Father, to be a part of your plan of letting people know the wonderful, powerful love of a Savior who died for them. And so, Father, as we commit her today to you and dedicate her as an infant, Lord, we look forward to the day when she is a woman, a godly woman, living her life for Christ in a way, Father, that will mark her as a true follower. And so, Lord, today we thank you for her parents we thank you for the family members that are here. We thank you for the members of this congregation. And, Father, today we commit ourselves to raising her up in your love and your teaching. And we pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Congratulations. Thank you. Anyway, thank you so much. Um, so kids on the rock, let's head to our classes and seven through 11 year olds, let's head upstairs and let's do a do-over on our greeting with our neighbors. Say hi to the person next to you. Thank you. <laughs>
Your name is life. Your name is hope inside me. Hope inside me. Your name is love. A love that always finds me. Always finds me. Your name is life. Your name is hope inside me. Hope inside me. Your name is love. A love that always finds me. Always finds me. It is so good to see you this morning. I just love uh, when we baptize or we dedicate uh, our children uh, because they truly are a gift and a reminder that God calls us to come to Him uh, with the faith and the trust uh, that a child would come to a parent because He loves us and He cares for us and His desire is to lavish upon us um, the blessing of his presence and his care in our lives. And so that's a great reminder, isn't it? Um, Today is what we call a feast Sunday. What that means is that today's communion Sunday, and we're going to celebrate the Lord's table together. Uh, We're going to have an abbreviated message, and then we go out into the welcome area. And the reason we call it the feast is not only do we gather around the meal that the Lord has called us to share together to remember him, but then we go out and we share um, with some finger foods and some snacks with each other and just enjoy one another. And so I encourage you when we conclude the service today, if you would do that, don't be in a hurry to race out. Um, I don't think the Seahawks play till uh, tonight or tomorrow or something, all right? So stay a while and, and enjoy one another. Um, this fall, we've been talking about our mission as a church And our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community, uh, our community of faith here, those who call this their church home, but our greater community of Eagle River, uh, and to our world as we look out uh, beyond Eagle River to the Anchorage Bowl, uh, to the state of Alaska, and then globally, okay? That, That really is our mission, and we're joining the Lord in that that we have the privilege of joining Him, of going out into the world where He already is, and of being a part of His transforming work that others would come to know 
the joy of the salvation that is ours in Christ Jesus. And so you might recall last week as I was sharing about our, 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 our mission focus about bringing hope, healing, and wholeness to our community uh, and to our world, uh, I talked about a historic story about a, a Roman emperor named Julian about 360 A.D., and he was known as Julian the Apostate. By that time, Christianity had spread through the empire and was uh, gaining wide acceptance. And yet this emperor, Julian, um, he continued to practice um, a pagan worship of the Roman deities. They were polytheists. They worshiped all kinds of, of different gods. And, and he saw what the Christians were doing. Uh, Christians were blessing other people. In fact, he didn't even call them Christians. He called them Galileans because they had such an identity with a, a Jewish teacher rabbi that they elevated to the position of deity, of Lord, named Jesus. And uh, so he identified them with Jesus of Galilee. So he called them Galileans. And he said, you know, these Galileans, they're blessing other people. Uh, they're feeding the poor. They're caring for the sick. Uh, they are um, participating in tremendous acts of kindness, words of encouragement, and they are gifting others with their lives. And uh, he said, we have to put a stop to this. And so you might recall, we talked about this last week, the way he tried to do that is he issued an edict throughout the empire that all the governors and those in charge of the provinces and the, and the colonies, that their job was to imitate the Christians. And so the way he wanted to stop Christianity was by doing what Christians do, but better. Then they wouldn't stand out anymore. You kind of see his thinking? But you might recall, he failed, didn't he? Because people can't do what Christians do because they're not filled with the Spirit of God. Christ doesn't live in them. And the things that Christians are called to do, the things we do in the name of our Savior Jesus Christ, we do as transformed people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. And we do it in the name of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we stand out and we're known uh, as a people who care for those outside of our, our own immediate circle, that we get to participate in the mission and the message of Jesus Christ. We get to do that, and that's an exciting thing. And then you might recall last week I, I shared with you a way that we could all do that. I said that we could, uh, uh, we could bless others through what? Words of encouragement, acts of kindness, through giving ourselves away and looking for opportunities to, to be a gift and to give gifts to other people according to their need. And we talked about eating, eating with others, and, and being intentional each week about sitting down over a cup of coffee uh, or a meal with three people, uh, one a believer, one a person who doesn't know Jesus yet, and the third a person of your choice. And being intentional about sharing life with people, about having conversations. And, and you know, when you do that, spiritual conversations lead to opportunities to share about Christ. 
We talked last week about listening to the Holy Spirit, discerning. If we're going to be intentional about moving out into the world and and living for Christ, we want to be Spirit-led, don't we? And spending time each week being intentional about sitting and listening and following the Spirit's guidance. And then listening, but also learning from Jesus and, and being intentional about spending time with Him. Spending time in the Gospels, reading about and entering into his ministry as we, we read the account through the Gospel writers, and then also taking the time to, to read historical accounts or the accounts of those who are familiar with his ministry and, and to learn from them. I talked about a, a theologian named N.T. Wright. He has several wonderful, meaty books about Jesus. You can delve in, dig in, and just enjoy but learning about Jesus, and as we learn about Jesus, and as we're yielded to the Holy Spirit, we begin to what? Imitate Him. And we become more and more Christ-like in, in how we live and, and how we encounter others. And then the final thing was to see ourselves as being sent. The Father sends the Son, right? The Son sent His followers and he sends his Holy Spirit to empower them, to enable them. And uh, you might recall I, I talked about the word mission and the, the Latin uh, root of that word mission literally means to send or to eject, okay, or to push out. And that's exactly how we need to see ourselves as those who have been sent, as sent ones, that he pushes us out into the world to be a part of His work in the world. So we talked about that last week. And this week, uh, I want to call your attention to the worship guide. You can pull this insert out, if you would. I am so excited about this because as sent ones, as those who are following Jesus into the world to be a part of his message and mission to the world, there are several opportunities that our church will provide you with, that we together are going to live into uh, our mission focus of bringing Christ hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world. And, and so I just want to, first of all, call your attention to this, let you know that in the welcome area, there are tables set up, and you'll notice at each of those tables, it has a sign that will direct you to these various ministries. And what we're hoping is that as you read about this, as you pray about this, that you'll look for ways to be intentional, right, this holiday season, over Thanksgiving and over Christmas, to be a part of touching people's lives, in the name of Jesus. And so you'll see here on the front, uh, there are three things. One is the Boys and Girls Club. We're going to partner with again, them again for a Thanksgiving dinner on Tuesday, November 22nd. We need people to help provide food for that dinner and also those to participate in the dinner. Uh, then there's the canned food drive. This is, I'm excited about this. Uh, this is uh, to benefit the food bank on J-Bear. Okay, there are military families who take advantage of the food bank, 
And every year, especially at Thanksgiving and Christmas, there's an increased need. And uh, our uh, youth group is taking ownership of this, and you'll be hearing more about it, but you'll have the opportunity to bring food that we'll collect, and we'll go to the food bank there on J-Bear. And then the third thing on the front is Angel Tree. That's a ministry of prison fellowship. Uh, churches participate. They purchase gifts and give them away in the name of the incarcerated parent. And it's a wonderful ministry. And we're going to need gifts uh, for children, uh, Bibles. We're going to be actually having an Angel Tree party right here at the church where we're going to be inviting the families from the community who will be recipients of these gifts to our church for a party where we'll give them the gifts in person and hopefully build relationships with them and welcome them and let them know that our church is a place uh, where they can find the love of Christ. So those are three things specifically that we're going to be doing. But wait, there's more. Turn on the back page. You'll see that we have a a brand new kind of restarted military ministry here. And uh, one of the things that we're going to be doing is a Black and Blue Friday. (laughs) Get it? Black Friday, Black and Blue Friday. Dodgeball tournament specifically for military members. We're excited about that. You can read about that. And then there are listed three other ways that we can serve by partnering with local organizations or other ministries in the community. Uh, And you can see here there's the Thanksgiving Blessing uh, there's the Thanksgiving pie pickup. Uh, that's for the Heart to Heart Pregnancy Resource Center right here in Eagle River. And then there's the single soldiers and military personnel Christmas dinner. All of these things give us an opportunity to live in in the very best way to what our mission focus is. And so I want to call your attention to these things. I want to encourage you uh, to get involved, to be a part of Christ's work in the world People are most receptive to the gospel and to Jesus during this time of year. They really, truly are. And so let's seize the moment and let's love them in the name of our Savior. Um, One more thing is uh, the ministry of KICY. Gert and Ralph, uh, man, you know that ministry well, don't you? The Reynolds uh, Linda and Terry, uh, longtime uh, members of the church who have served in that radio station up in Nome, Alaska, uh, Christian radio that ministers in Alaska and out to Russia, okay? A very powerful ministry. Uh, we have several that go out every year there and participate in that ministry. There's also a table there. You'll see the KICY sign. You can find out more about that. But today, we have a special opportunity. Uh, They ask that every year there be a KICY Sunday where there's a retiring offering. In other words, you'll see the community cares baskets in the back. And what they ask is that every member, every person in the service give a dollar. Okay, just a dollar. Now, you can give more if you want. Okay? But to give a dollar... um, This is above and beyond the normal offering. You'll see the baskets out as you leave. And that money goes directly to KICY to help them with their operating expenses. And so uh, we want to be involved in that. That's part of our global 
outreach as well. So you'll have that opportunity today at the close of service. So all of those things, there's information at the close of our service today. Please get involved. Stay. Enjoy one another on this Feast Sunday. Now we're going to celebrate communion. And Ed DeForest, if you'd come up, Ed's going to lead us. Uh, Pastor Ed is uh, the one who oversees our ministry of congregational care in the church. He's also often back in the sound booth. And uh, he's going to lead us in communion this morning. Pastor Ed. On the night Christ was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was ended, he took the cup and he poured out some wine. And he said, this represents the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. When you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. There are four stations, two in the front, two in the back. Take the elements, bring them back to your seat. We will take them together. When you are ready, come, and when everybody's um, gotten something, I'll come back up here and talk to you some more.
This represents Christ's body. It was broken for us on the cross. But did you ever think of what he suffered on the cross? Christ suffered physically. He was flogged by the Roman soldiers that left his back bleeding and raw. He was um, also um, nailed to the cross. His hands, nail in each one. His feet, one on top of the other. Nailed to that hard, rough, wooden cross. And to breathe, he had to push himself up. So he was scraping his back against that, that hard, rough, wooden cross. Christ suffered physically. But he also suffered emotionally. He was being taunted by the people that were there watching him being crucified. He was also being mocked by the um, Jewish officials that were there. So he suffered physically, he suffered emotionally. But I think most importantly, I think he suffered the most spiritually. For the first time, by taking on all of our sins, he was separated from his father. He was on the cross and he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So for the first time in eternity, he was separated from his father. And I think this spiritual separation, this spiritual agony was worse than the combination of the physical and the emotional sufferings that Jesus suffered on the cross. So when you take this, remember how Christ suffered for each one of us on the cross. Take and eat. This represents Christ's blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. God is holy and God cannot tolerate sin. And he requires a blood sacrifice to forgive sins. That's what Christ was. He was the perfect sacrifice. He willingly took on everyone's sin to allow us to restore our relationship with his father. And he would have done it just for one person. He would have done it for Ralph. He would have done it for Rick. He would have done it for just one of us, but he did it for all of us. So when you take the juice, remember what his shed blood does. It forgives our sins and restores our relationship with the Father. Take and drink. Let's pray. Lord, your love for us is indescribable, is just amazing. Help us, Lord, to remember how you suffered on the cross for us, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. But you willingly did that for each one of us so we could have a relationship again with your Father. Lord, help us to remember what your shed blood did to forgive our sins. Lord, for your love and your devotion to us, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.